Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, welcome back to Don V Fridays. This is episode 61. We're talking about the transfer portal, the NCAA transfer portal. Over the last, I say, six, seven, eight months, it's been a polarizing topic amongst college sports fans, but we mostly going to talk about it from the football side of it. Uh, I don't really follow basketball the way I follow college football, so... um. I guess when it comes to college basketball, I follow Virginia Tech. Like, I only keep up with, like, one team. But when it comes to college football, I keep up with, like, I can't say all of it, but most of it. So, I'm more hip to what's going on in the college football world. And like I said, it's a polarizing topic. Some people love it. Some people hate it. You know, some kids are multiple transfer portal offenders or whatever you want to call it. But, uh... I think it was. I think it's this, before we get into all the lies and you know, because it's about to be full blown line season. The magazines, the college football magazines, the preseason magazines are coming out. The polls, uh, you know, preseason polls, and everybody's doing their early Heisman's and all that. It's almost in the full. We almost at full blown line season. So before, but before I get into line season, you know, we're going to have a couple discussions on this podcast before, you know, the lies come out. But uh, since I started this podcast, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. I don't always know who's going to win. I can't, I cannot tell a lie. But I can tell you, I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wages, there's something for everybody. With the best player perks in the sports book business, they've been good to me, and I know they'll be good to you. And hooking up my listeners all month, visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code Virginia, as in the Commonwealth of Virginia, the greatest state in this nation, Virginia, when creating your account. To claim your 50% bonus. Laying down $100, you now got an extra $50 in play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Promo code Virginia. You play, you win, you get paid. Transfer portal. It's been, a like I said, especially amongst the Virginia Tech fans, it's been a back and forth hot topic. Virginia Tech has contributed many players since the birth of the transfer portal virginia tech has probably been the most active when it comes to putting players players leaving the program and entering the transfer portal we've had players leave we've had players jump in the transfer portal and come back but as far as 
contribution to the transfer portal. Virginia Tech definitely is in the top three. If not number one, you know, maybe some West Virginia got some shit going on. West Virginia has put three DBs in the transfer portal in the last week. That's real hokey-esque what they doing over there in Morgantown. Like, I know their little brother, they always want to be like big brother, but they put three DBs in the transfer portal in the last, like, three days. So, maybe the DB coach on some bullshit, I don't know, but... They getting active in that transfer portal over there in Morgantown, apparently. But uh, like I said, man, uh, the transfer portal has been a hot topic. Virginia Tech, we've definitely gave our pound of flesh to the transfer portal. Hopefully, we can start receiving some of these uh, transfers, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, I look at the transfer portal as, and probably a lot of us, it's basically free agency um, for a lot of for a lot of these kids or a lot of these young men. It's basically free agency all over again. The ability to get recruited again. Uh, you go you go to a school. It, it doesn't even have to be you don't like it. Sometimes it's you feel like you can play on a different level. You put your name in the transfer portal to see if a bigger school can get at you, and they sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, and. I think it's a good thing. Like I, I'm a before I, we even go into the pros, the cons, the good, the bad. I like the transfer portal. I think it's a, I think it's something college needs. The less control, and I know I'm about to sound crazy to like everybody older than the age of like 35, but the less control some of these coaches, not all, but some of these coaches have over the players is better to me. Better in my opinion. Because some of these coaches are dickheads. Let's uh, let's keep it a buck. Some of these coaches are dickheads to these to these young men, um, and to to some of these young men that don't got a lot of options. You know, football is like they the one thing that they feel like they're good at, and there's one thing that can take them, you know, someplace. A lot of coaches know that, and what they'll do is they'll hold the scholarship over a player's head. They'll say all kinds of fuck shit. You know, to try to, you know, for manipulation and you're going to do what I say because I, I can send you back to wherever you're from. And, you know, a lot of these people come from poverty, you know, fucked up family situations, fucked up homes, shit like that. So, and coaches know that. And the coach will come and sit on your couch and say, I'm going to save you from all this. And the minute your ass get on campus and he's yours, oh, you know what I'm saying, you, you, you play for him, you know. He's threatening to send you right back to that environment that he promised to take you out of. And it don't be because you did, you know, wrong per se. You just, you know, just not doing shit at the speed he wants you to do it or whatever. It's just holding futures over people's heads. Like, I always thought that shit is disgusting. They do that shit on, uh, they did that shit on Last Chance You a lot. Last Chance You was one of my favorite shows. But uh, both coaches from both JUCO programs. Both are famous for just, well, get the fuck out of my face. You can just go back to where you at. I don't care. Go go back to whatever. Knowing that they promised them kids that they was going to save them from that. But, um, so, yeah, the transfer portal, it kind of makes coaches. Or oh, let me watch my tone a little bit. You know, some coaches, not all coaches. If you're not, if you're not a dickhead coach, this don't even apply to you. But for some of the more dickhead coaches, 
hey, maybe I need to watch my tone a little bit. Maybe, you know, because now these players can take a little bit more power back and put it in their own hands. Like, you know what? I don't got to put up with this. I can, you know, answer my name and see if I can find a landing spot instead of just dealing with this motherfucker that's going to talk to me crazy, threaten me, threaten my future and shit. Um, let's, talk, let's talk about some more uh, pros from the transfer report. Like I said, coaches can't control every aspect of a player. If you, Of course, if you committing crimes or you out here, you know, disrespecting your teachers, you know, disrespecting professors, not going to class, you got to get the fuck out. You know, this ain't, I'm not advocating for them. I'm talking about just for people who make mistakes, a mistake on the field or off the field. And you coach is just wild, disrespectful. I'm talking about them. I'm not talking about people committing sexual assaults or nothing. So let me, let's be clear about that. But, uh, I mean, like I said, it gives guys who were probably a two-star recruit that played at a, at a mid-major school that played at a, a um, What's the word I'm looking for? A group of five school. Like a group of five player. Let's say you a two-star. You uh end up playing at Memphis. But you know you got SEC-level talent. Let's say you ball out of Memphis, and then you feel like, okay, you put your name in the transfer portal, you're a grad transfer, and now Auburn wants to look at you. Or Arkansas. I think that's a good thing to get that, that second recruitment in. And, okay. I proved myself at this at the uh, D1 level, but now I want to take it even higher. I think it's, the transfer portal is good for somebody like that. For guys that, that want that opportunity to play at a higher level, it's players that play in those uh, divisions. Not, not even divisions, but in group of five. And, okay, now let's take it up to the power five and – I think Damon Hazleton from Virginia Tech is a great example of that. I don't know if his was actual transfer portal or he just transferred to. I don't know how his situation worked, but he was a, a under-the-radar recruit out of the Baltimore area. He went to Ball State, played at Ball State, and then uh, transferred Virginia Tech and is now one of the best receivers on the team, if not one of the best in the ACC. So, Transfer portal ain't all bad, man. Or just transferring kids, period. Like, it's not all bad. Like, I know a lot of older people say, oh, this entitlement. It's not all bad. It is positives that comes out of this. And, I mean, like I said, your team can benefit from this transfer portal. It isn't just Virginia Tech putting guys all in the transfer portal, filling the portal up because of... Tavian Feaster from uh, Clemson, the running back, he took a visit to Virginia Tech. He is currently in the transfer portal looking for somewhere to land. So, you know, nobody's complaining about the transfer portal then when you can possibly get a uh, a running back from Clemson. And Lord knows we need playmakers at running back. So you can't hate something just because, oh, my team and this and that, but then you got no problems with it when you can benefit because, like I said, Virginia Tech did land Damon Hazleton. Nobody hated the transfer rules then. And, like I said, Feaster from Clemson. If we land Feaster, nobody's going to complain then. Everybody's going to love it. So try to look at the whole thing. Don't just look at it when it's your team 
and this people transferring from your team, it's a, it's a, it's it's give and take. It's, it's like the uh the transfer portal is like the, the 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 give a penny, take a penny at the store. You know how you go to the corner store and uh you get your change and it be like seven cent and you just put it in that little shit. So when kids go in there and they ain't got enough change, they can use that. That's what the transfer portal is. Even though some of these motherfuckers that's transferring ain't loose change. Some of these people is dollar bills. But, uh, yeah, that's what the transfer portal is. Give a penny, take a penny. You know, you give some, you take some. That's just the way it go. You fill your team up. But let's talk about the negatives. Because there is negatives to this transfer portal shit. There's some goofy shit going on with it, too. Um, that, that needs to be discussed. Well, that's... Before when we move on to the negatives, let's talk about the positives one more time. Player mobility, player empowerment, I'm all for it. Um, they got such a small amount of time, you know, to play this sport, to play football specifically, that um, if they want to map out their career every step of the way, God bless them. Let them do that because at the end of the day, it's them that got to play. It's them that got to deal with the punishment of playing football. So if they want to do it in a in a college that they are most comfortable with, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. It gives the overlook, some overlook high school recruits, it gives them an opportunity to, to get recruited again. And I think that's a great thing. Um, like I said, you might have been two-star, three-star, ended up at a group of five. Okay, jump in this transfer portal. Next thing you know, a power five school wants you. Great. Now you can play at a higher level. So I'm here for it. And uh, coach control. Coaches can't just, the dickhead coaches I'm talking about, they can't just be all, no, you know what? I'm a bounce. And you can just put your name in the hat, you know? So other other coaches can look at it like, okay, I need a safety. Okay, let's see what's, you know, and they can look you up and, Maybe get you out of that situation. A lot of these coaches, I will say, are friends. And um, probably if some coaches start to badmouth you, they'll probably try to salt you to, to the other coaches because it's all, you know, a bunch of old men scratching each other's backs, doing each other's favors. That's a whole different discussion I can get into that I won't. But like I said, coach control, player empowerment, stuff like that. Your team can benefit, you know, the transfer portal don't just take. There's some giving. So, but let's talk about some cons because I've seen some negatives. I've seen some goofy shit um, going on with this transfer portal as well. Let's let's talk about some players. There, uh, there is no hardship. There is no nothing bad going on. Some players do not want to compete, and that's been the that's been the number one talking point. For a lot of the analysts, for a lot of the fans that's against the transfer portal, like oh they, you know they're entitled, um, they're spoiled, they don't want to compete, or they're snowflake kids, they don't want to deal with adversity. Me personally, I can't tell somebody how to deal with with somebody violating them if they feel violated. I can't tell somebody how they supposed to put up with that. Because at the end of the day, they got to see that person every day. So if they want to remove themselves from that, me personally, I I support it. But some people do feel like today's generation is soft. Um, 
I don't think today's generation is soft. I just think uh, the way the way we uh, nobody wants to get yelled at. Let's be clear. It's not like you know college football players twenty years ago was getting yelled at, and they was like, "Oh, I'll take some more of that." Like, no, they they, they just put up with it because there was no transfer portal. There was a transfer portal then. It had to be full. If there were more options, people would leave. It's just you give people more options, they're going to look at it like, okay, I, I don't got to deal with this. You know, sometimes a lot of that shit that coaches do, it doesn't build character. It just, they just try to break people. And this generation is like, I don't got to deal with this. I can go do something else. I think that takes more character, honestly, than just, okay, just be a cuck and just sit there and just let another man violate you. But whatever. Players are soft. They don't want to compete. Some some players do run at the first sight of, okay, no, this ain't working out. Uh, I see they got another quarterback. You know, and they don't even try to. They just out. Nope, out of there. So, you know, that that is a con. Um, obviously, the transfer rule, and this goes for everybody that's not a grad transfer. Uh, you got to give up a year of eligibility. You, you basically uh, got a red shirt. And... Unless you get the hardship waiver, which means you got to prove that your mama got cancer or you need to be close to family, which is, you know, a hardship. But Tate Martell's situation at uh, Ohio State, and now he's at Miami, I don't know if he had any legit hardships, but he got the waiver. But then there's some guys who's legit dealing with, you know, sick family members in the NCAA, like, new, So... I mean, Justin Fields got a hardship waiver, and um, he went from Georgia to Ohio State. Now, he had that situation where that baseball player called him a nigger, but it's racist all over this country. You cannot avoid racism in this country, especially around football fans in a football stadium full of drunk people. Like, no matter where, no matter what football stadium you play in, Justin Fields, you're going to get, you. it's going to be racism. And it's fucked up. I'm not saying that you should deal with it because a lot of people said that. No, it's fucked up. But I'm just saying, like, don't say that was your hardship dealing with that because, trust me, they say nigger in Ohio too, bro. I'm just going, I might, I'm going to be the one to break the news to you. They say that shit in all 50 states and in a hell of a lot more countries. So, uh, but he got the waiver. You know, God bless him. He should be starting this year. I think, I believe he's the starter. Uh, Tate Martell's situation a little different. Um, I'm a little closer. I'm more in tune with Miami dude in Ohio State. And I don't think Tate Martell ran away with that job. So, he might be getting his ass back up in that portal. We don't know. Um, what's another con of the, trans of the transfer portal? Uh, oh, you got these... Um, this is just a theory of mine. Um, I'm working the kinks out this theory, but uh, I think with today's high school athletes, not the college guys, not the guys that's already in college, but I think guys are looking at the transfer portal as an extended recruitment. Not the second recruitment I was talking about, but a guy that's played already and and is now looking to move on. I'm talking about a Cameron Kelly who had this crazy recruitment where he was rumored, he was talking about UVA and Penn State and committed to Virginia Tech and he had silent commitments to Clemson and all this crazy shit. 
decommits from Virginia Tech, commits to Auburn, is on Auburn campus for like, I don't know what, like three weeks? Didn't even make it to the, to the spring game and was in the transfer portal and ended up at UNC. Or a guy like uh, Chris Steele, who I think he had committed to USC, decommitted to USC, signed to go to Florida, ended up leaving Florida and tried to use uh, like a sexual assault as the reason like I couldn't deal with my roommate sexually assaulting women, you know, kind of threw dude under the bus and we're not here to, you know, excuse sexual assault, nothing like that. Whatever dude did, he got to deal, he got to live with the consequences because he got in trouble for that. But he tried to use that situation as, oh, I couldn't live with somebody that was doing that. When in actuality, he just wanted to get back to the West Coast and he ended up signing with or committing to Oregon. Mind you, this is all after National Signing Day. This is so basically, bro was still getting recruited, and here we are in June. Some of these dudes are still not on teams, but uh, it's June, and uh, I think he's going to sign with USC. So started committed to USC, decommits, goes to Florida, has that whole shit going over there, uh. I think he committed to Oregon or was about to go to Oregon and then left Oregon or decommitted from Oregon and now is about to go to USC. All that, that, this is what makes the transfer portal look great. Same thing with Brew McCoy where I think he had committed to USC, uh, decommitted to USC, signed with Texas, was on campus, all this other shit, and uh, transfer portal. I want to go back to USC. What? This, see, these situations, mind you, we're talking about, I'm talking about three guys who were the class of 2019. These ain't people that's played at these. These guys have never played in any meaningful snaps at these schools. And they have went to the schools and enrolled and all this other shit. And, uh, nah, I don't want to stay. I'm, I'm going to go back into the transfer portal. And they're still getting recruited. They look at it as an extended like, basically, when it came to National Signing Day, they had to sign on the dotted line somewhere. Like, well, fuck. Well, I plan on just getting back in the portal anyway, so I can keep getting recruited. Just, I got to sign somewhere today and be on somebody's campus. But I'm not, this ain't where I'm staying. This, I think some guys are starting to look at it like, yeah, I got to sign my name somewhere, but I'm not done getting recruited. So, I think they do all that. Um. Overall, like I said, overall, I think the transfer portal was a good thing. Do there need to be some tweaks? Yes, I do think the NCAA will step in and make some necessary tweaks. If any rule needs to be tweaked, it's definitely the transfer rule because you don't make a coach. You don't make a coach wait a year when he just up and leaves the job or when he just up, up and takes another job at another school. So... Let's be real. Majority of these players are at that school because of their football talents or to play football. So all this, you know, academics, and a lot of them are not there for that. They there to catch touchdowns, throw touchdowns, tackle people, run, run the ball, all that, catch interceptions. They're not there. For, so let's cut all the crazy, goofy shit. We know why they're there. So let's. Stop with all this eligibility shit. 
It stopped with all this uh, sit out of here. Let I say let everybody. I think if you transfer, if you get in the transfer portal, and you are one of the stories I told, like a, a Chris Steele or Cameron Kelly or Brew McCoy, where you sign on a dotted line and you don't even make it to spring, or you don't even make it to fall camp, you don't even you already trying to get away already, and nobody did nothing to you, nobody, nobody uh bullied you nobody violated you no coach violated your space or nothing like that you just still want to get recruited maybe you do need to take that year but i'm talking about just you know you play a year you just net you want to transfer for whatever reason why should you have to sit a year if you want some goofy shit that you just want to just jump from school to school then yeah maybe you do need to sit a year so just sit in the corner take a nap something sit your ass in the corner but um it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But I'd like to take a second to introduce our friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find a deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals. A yellow dot, good deals. Red dot, not so good deals. Use the promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free bears at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, license event. We have the tickets. And before I get out of here, I just want to talk about what's going on Uh with the podcast moving forward, I'm it's about to be full blown lion season. Um, and what I mean by lion season, see, this is that part of the college football season where everybody's lying. Everybody. You can't find a fan base that ain't lying. Every fan base think their team is gonna uh be better or the one of the best. Every fan base think their team got a Heisman candidate on it. Every fan base think uh their coach is about to do all these great. Everybody's gonna be lying, man. Just, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing the lies on my timeline every day. They're getting more and more. Everybody's getting around July fourth. People are gonna be full blown lying. I'm talking about motherfucking. You gonna see Michigan fans talking about Jim Harbaugh's about to finally do this and that. Go to the playoff. I'm talking about. You got UVA fans out here saying they gonna win the coastal. All kinds of just lies. The lies. Fucking li liars. Everybody's fucking lying to me. This is my favorite part of the season because everybody's got that confidence. Everybody's confident. We all zero or zero. Ain't nobody lost a game yet. So everybody's lying. Everybody's getting off some elite lies. I love it. You know, um, so with that, it makes great content. All this lying. And I want to take advantage of all this line. So what I want to do is I want to have fans from different fans from different fan bases on this podcast. And they can get all their lies off. And I'm talking, I want some grand lies. I want some not unrealistic lies like uh, my quarterback going to throw for 8,000 yard lies. But I want that 
we gonna win. We gonna win the division this year. We gonna win the conference this year. We gonna go to the playoffs this year. I want them last, them top notch last, them Rick Ross level grand last. You know, not nothing too crazy, but I do want some grand last too, some playoff last, some Heisman last. And I'm and I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna find the people that's gonna give them. So that's pretty much the direction of the podcast that's gonna be for the next couple weeks. Gonna be a lot of preseason stuff. Uh, Preseason All Americans and preseason ACC and it's, it's gonna be full blown. I got y'all covered, man. I got you covered. Live streams are gonna pick back up. Um, live streams will definitely pick back up soon. I want to have more college football discussion because y'all know college football is like my favorite thing in the world. That's like not family or some shit like. That's my favorite thing to do. It's my favorite thing to watch. It's my favorite thing to talk about. So, whenever college football is the topic, like I can talk about this shit for hours, honestly. So, combined with the podcast, I'm going to do more live streams. And um, I'm going to try to get it to where y'all can call in. Like, straight up, just call in while, while live streaming. And you can talk shit to me. You can say my team ain't shit. And we can do the back and forth. And... All that. Or if you if you are a Virginia Tech fan, we can vent about the team. We can disagree about shit. We can agree about shit. Whatever, man. So more live streams, more podcasts, more content. You know, and it's all for y'all. It's all, it's all for the listeners. It ain't for, you know, I don't do this for money. I know I just read ads and all that, but I do not do this for money. I do this for, uh, I do this for the listeners. I do this for my supporters. I do this for my day ones. Um... If if there if nobody was listening, I wouldn't do it. If nobody cared, nobody sent me messages and DMs saying I fucks with the content, I wouldn't do this. I would do something else with my time. Trust me. But um, be on the lookout for more. Be on the lookout, man. Just be on the lookout. Uh, I got I got some. It's gonna be a great twenty nineteen. This football season, it's gonna be a great twenty nineteen football season. And I had a great twenty, even though the team was losing. Content wise, was pretty much you know the streams and all that. People love the streams, you know. People did like some of the podcasts, the emergency podcasts and stuff like that. But uh, on the, be on the lookout, man. Don't be Fridays on the come up, man. It's, it's only going up from here, so you know you run with it or get ran the fuck over. That's it for that. Till next time, God bless.